The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. straightforward um, we are sharing on beauty for ashes beauty for ashes and this is part two last week we, we explained on how to get help from God and today we'll just take it from there Isaiah 61 Isaiah 61 I read from verse 1 it says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. Amen. Say amen. amen. The spirit of the sovereign Lord, I mean, sovereign Lord. The, the Lord that is sovereign, that does not need permission from anybody. Listen, if God, when God promotes you today, nobody can query him. That's what sovereign means. Sovereign means no one can question. None can. He, he does things as he wills. And his spirit is upon you. You see, God's sovereignty is, is unquestionable. Sometimes, God chooses to bless the people we don't like. And he chooses to bless them to show you that I am sovereign. But guess what? God will beautify you in spite of the people that don't like you. Amen. Doesn't matter. The key thing is the sovereign Lord has chosen us. The sovereign Lord has chosen us in God's favorite house. Sovereign. He has nothing to do with our credentials. He just said, okay, who are these guys? Okay, I'll just make them my favorite people. No one can question him. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> no one can question him. And you see, for many of us, even if there was an election in our village for who God should favor, you know you will not win. But God has chosen you today. Praise the name of the Lord. In his sovereignty. Even among your siblings, if there was an election, you know you are, you are not going to win. Okay, maybe one or two people will win here. <laughs> but many of us know we will not win. But God has chosen to lay his hands upon you. And that hand will be permanent. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. So the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. So what comes after is something that no one can question. What comes after is something that is not subject to human approval. The king of your village doesn't have a say in it. The president of your country doesn't have a say in it. Your father doesn't have a say in it. Your mother doesn't have a say in it. It comes from the sovereign Lord. And, and so, uh, we need to pay 
attention. He says, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted. Everyone that is brokenhearted in this place, you will receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. Today, every captive will be released in the mighty name of Jesus. And prisoners will, will be free. He sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. For a lot of us, we've seen God favor people. And it appears that it's, it's not yet my turn. And God moved your cousin. Promotion. You rejoice. But your own was still waiting. Oh, the people that got married seven years after you have four children. But you are still waiting. God is saying to you today, the time to favor you has come. Yeah. I need you to believe me. These are not words of men. This is the word of God. You say, but pastor, how do you know my time has come? Because God said your time has come. Do you receive it? Praise the name of the Lord. The time to favor you has come. You are not you're not, you're not here by chance. You can say, oh, okay, I just said to come. No, you know, you're not. God brought you here. He packaged you this morning and brought you into this service because your time has come in the name of Jesus. You know, and it, it, it is like a double-edged sword because it, it goes on to say, with it, many times we want to remove that part as, you know, New Testament Christians. You know, we want to remove, remove this part. But God says, no, it's there. With it, the day of God's vengeance against his enemies. Against your enemies. <laughs> now, I know, I know, I know, I know. There's been a lot of fixation on human enemy. And that's, that's not where the problem, that's not what we are saying. There has always been an enemy. It was the enemy that robbed Adam and Eve of its glory. For God to restore the glory of man, God had to deal with the enemy. For God to give you beauty for ashes, he has to deal with the enemy that caused the ashes. Praise the name of the Lord. Whether they be spirits, principalities, or powers, or forces, or systems. And unfortunately, sometimes people. You can divorce it. It's part of the package. It is time for God to favor you. And with it, with it, the day of God's anger against all your enemies. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
So we'll go on to verse 2 very quickly. It says, to call to all, rather, woman in Zion, it will give a crown of beauty for ashes. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Oil of joy instead of mourning. A garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. They will be called oaks of righteousness. Your name is going to change today. You will be called beautiful. Oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. Because he has chosen to display his splendor through you. So that's, that's what's before us. Or that's what has come upon us this morning. He will give a crown of beauty for ashes. You know, so, 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 so this translation kind of brings out the fact that the aspect of beauty, beauty in its totality, yes, but it's bringing out the crown of beauty. Why? Because when people are mourning or when they are disgraced or when they are in, in, in repentance or when they are humiliated, back in the day, they pour ashes on their head. They pour ashes on their head and they sit in ashes. But God is saying, I'm going straight to that head that you have put ashes on and I'm going to give you a crown of beauty. In place of the ashes. In the name of Jesus. There are a lot of people who have suffered setbacks. You have been shamed and disgraced. (laughs) Congratulations. Because, Because God is going to give you a crown of beauty. For the ashes. Oil of joy instead. Of money. That's, that's so profound. You know, God doesn't just stop with the, with the head. The head is the glory. The glory and the lift up of my head. For thou, O Lord, hath lifted me. The head is, it signifies, you could say, like the, 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 the totality of the destiny of a human being. You, you will hear people say, let my head not attract evil. You know, it's not physical head. Physical head, yes. But God goes beyond that and, and gives us oil of joy that pierces our souls, takes care of every form of mourning, of crying, and Everyone that has been crying up until now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, your turnaround has begun. Already, in the mighty name of Jesus, a garment of praise, a garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness. You know, I mean, it goes without saying, you can tell the spirit that Somebody is weird. When you look at the person, if the person has the spirit of joy, or if the person has the spirit of heaviness, or depression, but 
everybody here that is suffering from depression, God will take that garment away from you and give you a garment of praise in the name of Jesus. You know, you notice that I'm just declaring things. Um, that's, that's, that's my job. That's what I've been sent to do. So, praise the name of the Lord. Today is not the day of, of charts and diagrams. <laughs> Today is the day of action. Everyone <laughs> say action. <laughs> so, ashes are proof of a negative progression. When you see ashes, or when the Bible talks about ashes, ashes are proof of a negative progression. You know, the, 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 the valley of, of dry bones, before they became dry bones, they were a great army. So, people can start from being great to being not so great, but healthy, to being sick, to being very sick, to actually dying, then, you see, you would think that it will end when, when, when somebody dies. It doesn't, because the cake continues. Until all the flesh is gone. And, and, and they tell us that depending on where the, the body is, is buried, it can take up to 8,000 years for the bone to become ashes. So whenever you see ashes, there's a story behind it. Whenever you see ashes, greatness has previously been destined or predestined. But the enemy has done this. But today, there's going to be a reversal. A glorious turnaround in the mighty name of Jesus. Ashes to dry bones, dry bones to wet bones, wet bones to the dead, the dead to Lazarus coming alive, then coming alive to being an exceedingly great person for God. If you receive that shout, hallelujah. The turnaround is going to start from your life. Because beauty for ashes means glorious turnaround. Glorious turnaround. Many of us will leave this place saying, I can't see everything. Turning around, turning around for my... And so shall it be. One of the things the enemy uses in accelerating the process of destruction is fire. When you want to consume any living being into ashes, if you take a tree into, into fire, what happens to the tree? It becomes ashes eventually. In fact, the human skeleton in cremation, they said that it's heated up to about 2,000 degrees for two hours. And the bones is, are now crushed into ashes. So heat and negative fire, the enemy uses. God has sent me today to declare over you that every negative fire sent into your life has come to an end today. 
in the name of Jesus. Every negative fire that has operated in your family will be consumed by the fire of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. In fact, when God wants to protect us from negative fire, because fire only answers to, to fire. Fire doesn't answer to grammar. No, 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 no. Fire does not answer to Turinji. Fire only answers to what? To fire. So when God wants to protect us, his children, he surrounds us with his own consuming fire. I pray today that by the time you are walking out of this place, your life will be saturated with the fire of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. The fire that preserves his own. God was showing Moses a tree. And God said, I'm going to show you the fire, the consuming fire. And it was on the tree. And the tree was not consumed. God is saying, every other fire needs to feed on what it is on. Gas, firewood, every other fire. And when the enemy sends his fire, it feeds on what is left. Because it doesn't stop. His, his, his objective is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So the fire keeps going. But Jehovah is saying, I am the fire that I am self-sufficient. I don't need the fuel <laughs> that you provide. I provide my own fuel. Hallelujah. So, when it comes and burns, the only thing that it destroys is the fire and the work of, of the enemy. It preserves us. It protects us. So don't be afraid of the fire of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's there to protect you. you know, sometimes we are, we are afraid of fire. Hey, fire. No, 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 no. no. Fire. <laughs> Say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, and uh, the privilege of working with God is a beautiful picture of beauty for ashes. Beautiful picture of beauty for ashes. The, 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 the privilege, the grace to walk with the maker of the heavens and the earth and have a relationship with God is a classic picture of beauty for ashes. If you, if you look at Genesis uh, 18 from 26, Genesis 18 from 26. It says, and the Lord replied. This is Abraham and, and God negotiating. And, and the Lord replied, if I find 50 righteous people in Sodom, I will spare the entire city for the sake of the 50, for their sake. Then Abraham spoke again and said, listen to this. Since I have begun, let me speak further, my Lord. Even though I am but dust and ashes. Suppose there are only 45 righteous people. Rather than 50. Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five? And the Lord said, I will not destroy it if I find 45 righteous people there. 
The ability to speak to God and God answers you. It's a classic picture of beautiful ashes. Who are we? Really? We are just dust. Side by side with God's grace and God's glory, we are like ashes. Really. But God gives us beauty for that ashes by choosing to be our friend. Praise the name of the Lord. God wants to be your friend. God wants to walk side by side with you. A songwriter, I mean, rightly puts it and says, who am I that you are mindful of me? That you hear me when I call. If that's the major thing you live here with, your life will change dramatically. The beauty of having a walk with Jehovah, the maker of the heavens and the earth. Beautiful. Beautiful. Sometimes we want to argue with God because we, we, we can't see very far, you know. And we look at our lives and, you know, and we have questions. We say, God, why did you do this? Why couldn't I have, you have done that? If I were you, you know I would have answered these prayers. You know, Job was in that situation in Job 42. It was fine. After God now answered Job, Job says, I had only heard about you before. I've only heard it with my ears. He says, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. He says, I take back everything I said. And I sit in dust and ashes. Because when God shows you his plan for your life, you say, ah, I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry, sir. And I pray he will show you. You can genuinely, like Job, sit there and say, ah. You see, there are many things that will happen to you that will appear like a setback, like, like people, like you are written off. Listen, God is just setting you up for glory. He's just setting you up for glory. Many times, we, we go through those situations and, and we are like questioning God. But God is saying, I know the plans that I have for you. The plans of good and not of evil to give you a hope and a future. And obviously, the ultimate, at least for me, the ultimate of beautiful ashes is when this earthly body is raptured and changes to a heavenly body. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, it, it, is, it is, I'm so looking forward to it. I, you know, I pray that it happens in my lifetime. Imagine, we are just walking, and boom, the trumpet sound, and this body that is prone to headache, prone to sickness, we, keep, we have to keep receiving healing, prone to all sorts of attacks, changes to the glorious body. What a day that would be. What a day that would be. When those that are, even our loved ones that have gone to be with the Lord will be changed from their graves and they will resurrect 
What a day that will be. Something to look forward to. And in fact, God wants us to look forward to it. If you're not looking forward to it, then you need to realign. If you're saying, if rapture comes today, huh, I'm not sure, then you need to sort it out. You need to be sure. You need to be sure. Because what is the point of having beauty for ashes or finances? What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What will it profit? Praise the name of the Lord. However, God is trading his beauty for our ashes. <laughs> what a bargain. He says, bring your ashes and I will give you my beauty. And he's, he's doing it in every area. I'm going to go through just a few. I mean, if time permits us. It gives us fruitfulness for barrenness. Everyone that is trusting God for a physical child, your child is here. Your children are here. In the name of Jesus. In, in 1 Samuel chapter 1 that we read, the story of, of Anna, you know, by the time we get to verse 19, it says the entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord once more. Then they returned home to Ramah. When Elkanah slept with Anna, the Lord remembered our plea. God will remember your plea. In the name of Jesus, every heart prayer, heartfelt prayer that you've had, God will remember. In the mighty name of Jesus. And in due time, she gave birth to a son. And she called his name Samuel. For she said, I asked the Lord for him. She says, this boy will be called Tobechuku. Is that what it means? Yes, it is. You don't know. You've learned something new today. Tobechuku means asked of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Samuel came from ashes. The story of ashes to beauty. Everyone that has suffered, for you may not be physical, I mean, fruitlessness. It may be mental. It may be intellectual. It may be relational. God will give you beauty for ashes in the name of Jesus. So beauty for ashes from sorrow to joy. From sorrow to joy. Psalm 30 verse 11 says, You have turned my mourning into dancing, into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. So from blindness to fruitfulness, from sorrow to joy, from bondage to freedom. Joshua 5, 9, at Gilgal, the Lord said to Joshua, Today, I have rolled away the shame of your slavery in Egypt. So the place has been called Gilgal to this day. God will roll away every shame of slavery in the name of Jesus. From barrenness to fruitfulness, from sorrow to joy, from bondage to freedom, from loss to recovery. In the name of Jesus. You know, 
Thank God for that testimony. I don't know if it's a lady, a man, I can't remember anymore now. You know, reco- recovery. God will cause you to recover in your health, in your finances, in every area you have experienced a setback in the name of Jesus. For Samuel 30, I mean, this is so powerful. And David recover all. Olufemi Munen, you recover all. Call your name, call your name. You will recover all. In the name of Jesus. From the Amalekites are carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them. Neither small nor great. Neither sons nor daughters. Neither spoil nor anything that they are taking to them. David recover all. Again, say it again. You will recover all in the name of Jesus. So we go from barrenness to fruitfulness, from sorrow to joy, from bondage to freedom, from loss to recovery, from death to life. In the name of Jesus. And the story is not honor, but the story we've read uh, in John 11, the story of Lazarus in John 11, it says, then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out. His hands and feet bound in grave clothes. His feet wrapped with head clothes. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. Everything that is holding you bound will lose its grip and God will let you go. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we see that we move from blindness to fruitfulness, sorrow to joy, bondage to freedom, loss to recovery, death to life, poverty to wealth. I knew that amen would be big. Hallelujah. Look, I am done apologizing for poverty. And I'm done. The people that want poverty should carry it. Femi has nothing to do with poverty. God's baby house has nothing to do with poverty. Praise the name of the Lord. Second <laughs> Corinthians 8-9 says to us, you know the generous grace. Now, now before, I, before I read this, if you read the whole chapter, Paul was talking to the Corinthian church. People say that this is not about money or finances. That he's talking about, oh, uh, um, the richness of Christ in the heavenly places. No, read your Bible well. He was saying to them, you have excelled in the grace of public speaking. You have charismatic leaders. You have spiritual gifts. You have this. I want you to also excel in the grace to give. And he was making a case to the Corinthian church that the reason you have to excel in the grace to give is because it's tied to finances. Now, remember, you know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor so that by his poverty, through his poverty, you it could make you what? Average. It could make you struggling. It could make you comfortable a little bit. That's what the word of God says. Now, again, I've heard this thing preached. To me, it's not money. 
But the more I read the Bible, the more I can see money inside. I said, why does people want to pull wool over my eyes? This is God's word. Jesus became poor so that I can become wealthy. Listen, the same way, the same way he took upon himself the chastisement that brought us peace. The same way by his wounds, like we learned at the communion service, we were healed. The same way by his poverty, we are released into wealth. In the name of Jesus. So we are going from barrenness to fruitfulness, sorrow to joy, bondage to freedom, death to life, poverty to wealth, and from shame to honor. From shame to honor. Isaiah 56. He says, I offered my back to those who beat me. This is, this is a prophetic um, a statement about Jesus. I offered my back to those who beat me. He says, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. They were plucking Jesus' beard like that. And he says, I didn't, I didn't say anything. I, I just stayed there. I mean, if, if you have beard, you know, it's not when people are mocking you and plucking your beard. It's very humiliating. But they didn't stop there. These guys didn't stop there. He says, I did not hide my face from mockery and spitting. The spat. If somebody spits on your property, it's, it is, it is, it is. The person wants to shame you, right? If, if the person spits on your clothes, on your body, it's bigger. The ramifications are bigger. Then the person look you in the face and and Jesus says, I did not hide my face. They were spitting it. I was collecting it. I was collecting it because I was thinking of Femi Monet. That because of this shame, he has to get double honor. In the name of Jesus, I took the shame. Jesus took the shame so that you can have double honor. Praise the name of the Lord. I mean, you're excited. <laughs> you know, God allowed Jesus to take our shame so that we can have double honor. Honor will have been enough, but God says double. Same Isaiah 60 verse 7. I'll show you where it says double. <laughs> it says, instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. You will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land. In your land. On earth. On earth. Praise the Lord. And everlasting joy will be yours. In the name of Jesus. So, have you experienced shame? Congratulations. Because double honor has come. In the name of Jesus. Check the scriptures. God has a soft spot for people that are humiliated. Take David, for instance. David, <laughs> what, he was humiliated in his father's house. 
Whenever they call for a significant meeting, they don't even call him. They don't remember him. And everything showed up when they were going to anoint the king. And Samuel says that he should bring all his sons. He called all his sons. But David was the son of the, from a shameful affair. That's why he wrote in Psalm 51, in sin did my mother conceive me. He's not talking about Adamic sin. He's talking about, obviously, that led to. So, David's mom was not in the house. She was a side chick. So, when they gather all the legitimate children, they don't call David. But God says, that's my king. That's my king. Wow. That's my Odip. Odip. That's my king. That's my king. I found a man after my heart. I love that boy. I love that boy. I love Femi old man. Check. Check. In fact, there was a time David was running from I think Absalom. Was running from Absalom, and I think it was Shime that was cursing him. And 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 Joab said to David, "Give me permission. Let me strike this bastard dead." David says, "No, no. Let him curse me. Let him abuse me well. Let the abuse enter body, so that God can see it and show me mercy." Ha! So that God can see that. You see, David understood that Jehovah cannot ignore a broken reed. A contrite heart, he cannot despise. God has a soft spot for people that are humiliated. Catalog of examples from scripture. Well, let me, since we are talking about David, let's, you know, let's talk about another one from David's life. David slept with Bathsheba. Is it Bathsheba? Right. Uriah's wife? Okay, you guys know your Bible. <laughs> I had a son. David had, I think, 18 sons. 18 sons. When he married um, Bathsheba, and she comes into the palace, everybody, you know, when you enter, everybody keeps quiet. You go, that's, that's the one. She was the disgrace of the palace of Israel. But guess what? God wanted a king. God ignored all the other, I think, 18 sons of of David and said, Solomon is my king. The son of this woman that has gone through shame, that, listen, God of heaven and the earth. No one can question you. That's what it means. Can be your. We'll see you. He is not the sovereign Lord for honor. 
And, and, and he goes on and says, and verse 4 of Isaiah 61, he says, and they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. God will cause you to rebuild, restore, and renew. Everybody say, I will rebuild, I will be restored, and I will renew. In the name of Jesus. And this beauty that God is bringing upon you is, is I mean, this is, this is for the people that have um, umbility. You know what umbility is? You know, there's humility and there's umbility. <laughs> I'm here to announce to you that this beauty that is coming upon you, you will not be able to hide it. Too. You won't be able to hide it. You won't. Why? Because beauty is beauty because it can be seen. And God says that you will not cover my glory. I have put, given you a crown of glory. Wait. No one lights a candle and put it under the bushel. Anybody that cannot stomach it, that's their business. That's their beeswax. That's their beeswax. Beeswax. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, I, I mean, I know that you know that I, you know, I don't say people should be arrogant and all that. You know, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying there are some things that, you know, ah, can we interpret it, you know? If you just see me, let's say, only came my journey soon. Oh, fire, you see me, local. It means God put dancing in your legs. You can't stop. You can't control it. Though. That leg must dance. Praise the name of the Lord. The leg must dance in the name of Jesus. God has put laughter in your mouth as you're going to see. That laughter must come first. In the name of Jesus. You will just be dancing. They will say, ah, what's going on? You will, you, they can't hear the music, but you are just... You are just doing the dancing. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. In fact, when God wants to beautify you, beautify someone, or, or crown a person, or attire a person, he puts a smile on their face. In fact, smiling makes you beautiful. Smiling makes you beautiful. Who would you rather hang out with? Someone that is always boning and frowning. Like Samanja. Or someone that is always smiling and happy. Who would you want your husband to be? Who would you want your wife to be? Smiler. <laughs> and physically you will smile. Spiritually you will smile. Emotionally you will smile. Relationally, you will smile in the mighty name of Jesus. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. 
and our tongue with singing. You see, when God wants to beautify you, he fills your mouth with laughter. Your, when laughter enters your body, your countenance changes. Your countenance changes. Even if you are angry with somebody and the person really, joy is contagious. You say, I should be angry with you, but you join the person, you begin to laugh. But when you are angry with person, someone, and you enter, the person is frowning today, not today. I will show you something. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So, you know, I know some of us, you know, God has been faithful. We are all cool. You know, are, we are just beautiful all around. There are pretty much no ashes anywhere. Maybe some significant ashes here and there, you know. You just came to church because you love God. All these people that say beautiful ashes. God will answer their prayers. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. You see, I have news for you. By the time God is done with you, that thing that you think is beautiful now will look like ashes. In the name of Jesus. Because beauty is relative. Oh. It's relative. It's relative. It's relative. It's relative. It's relative. I'm reminded of things. <laughs> you buy. I'm not going to mention any brand name of any phone. You buy one phone. That phone. I just give you a characteristic of the phone. The alarm of that phone can wake up Jonah. The alarm is brutal. <laughs> then you, you are excited about the phone. Then all of a sudden, God blesses you with another uh, phone now. With another phone. Then you looked at the phone. And like, I was happy about this. Praising the Lord. With all my heart. <laughs> you know, and when God breathes on you. The beauty you think it's beauty today, you will look back and you say, ah. How could I be rejoicing about that? But it's okay to rejoice because life is in stages. I'm just a messenger sent to announce to you that the chapter of the old has come to an end in your life. And the chapter of the new have begun. In the name of Jesus. Let's, let's, let's give it a big, 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 big hand. So God is saying to you, give me your ashes. God is saying, bring your ashes. Bring your ashes. Give me your ashes. And for some of us, we are holding tightly to our ashes because we are addicted to the ashes. We are addicted to things. For some people, you are addicted to a relationship. For some people, you are addicted to 
substance. For some, you're addicted to worrying. Worrying is your ashes, but is your pet at the same time. You know, I've shared the testimony of, I mean, uh, well, the story of a lady, you know, years ago. Years ago, she came to, to, to see us, and by the time we were done, I mean, she was really downtrodden and all that, and worried and everything. So, I took her through the, the word of God. By the time we were done, I mean, I could see joy as in radiate from her. She was radiating with joy. And she was about to step out of my office, and she stopped, and she looked back, and she said, Pastor, now that I am not worrying again, what should I be doing? I mean, I found that very strange. <laughs> what should I be doing now in the interim? You've just taken away my pet. God wants to take away that ash, the ashes that you are addicted to and give you his beauty. Will you give it to him? For some, the, the ashes that, that we, are, we are holding on to is, is, is the ashes that has been held on to by logic. We are saying, how can I give up what I have for what I don't even know God wants to give me? God, give me first. Then I will give you mine. God says, no, give me your ashes because... Once you are holding on to ashes, you have no space for beauty. You need to let go of the ashes so that beauty can come into your life. And you're like, how can I let go? Abraham, God said to him, Abraham at the time, leave your father's house. Go on a journey I will show you. Ashes on your way to beauty. Abraham could have said, it doesn't make sense, Lord. Take me to where you are taking me first. Let me go and pay a visit. Then, once I survey the land, then I can come back and pack my load. God says, no. God doesn't work like that. God doesn't work like that. Same thing with giving. There's something on your heart. God says, give it. You're like, God, this is so big. God says, it's ashes. Compared to what I'm about to release into your life. It's ashes. And many times, we hold on to the ashes. We hold on to it because of logic. And when you hold on to ashes because of logic, you are depriving yourself heavily. So some hold on to their ashes because of addiction. Some hold on to their ashes because of logic. Others hold on to their ashes simply because and this will shock you. They want to improve it. They want to improve it. The concept of giving God ashes and getting beauty doesn't really balance. They want to become better, small, so that I can, be, I can come to God. I can have some leverage. Because even the best of your righteousness by the time you put it beside God's glory, it will still be like filthy rags. So just come. Bring the ashes. They say, but uh, how? How can God just forgive me? God says, bring the ashes. The bank of heaven is the only bank that 
you know, back on earth, if you go to the ATM, and you, you, you don't have money in the, in the bank, there's no inflow, you've not deposited any money, and you go to the ATM, and you speak in tongues, and you take anointing oil, and splash it on the, on the ATM, and you press cash. The bank on earth we reject your ashes, the card. We reject the debit card. It's ashes. But God is saying, bring that ashes debit card and put it in my ATM. And even though you've not made any deposit, even though you are not worthy, even though there's nothing you have done to deserve it, I'm going to give you beauty. In the name of Jesus, bring your ashes. Are you going to hold on to the ashes? Or are you going to let it go today? And experience a turnaround, total turnaround. What's it going to be? Let's burn our hearts as we burn our heads. What's it going to be today, my brother? What is it going to be today, my sister? The other day, you're saying, Pastor, the exchange of beautiful ashes of relationship with God, I don't have it. If rapture comes or if I die today, I am not sure how we experience that transformation. You are tired of ashes. Pray with me. Pull up your hand wherever you are, over your head, quickly, and I'll pray together with you. God bless you. Yeah, pull up your hand, pull up your hand. God bless you. Over there, over there, over there. Another hand over there. Keep the hands up, my sister. Keep it up, my brother. At the overflow. Is that an overflow? Okay. At the overflow, keep the hands up. Keep the hands up. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. Pastor, that is me. I want to surrender to Jesus. I want to trade my ashes, my ashes of fear, my ashes of sin, my ashes of disgrace, my ashes of unbelief. God bless you. Keep the hands up. That, God bless you. That's another hand. God bless you. Another hand over there. Keep the hands up. God bless you. That's, that's another hand over there. God bless you, sir. God bless you. That's another hand. Keep the hands up. If once you have the card, for now, you can put on your hands. God bless you, sir. God bless you. That is me. God bless you, sir. Right there. God bless you. That is me over there. God bless you. Keep the hands up. I want to pray with you. I want to pray. God bless you right there. My, my sister, my brother. God bless you right there. At that corner, far corner, God bless you. That is me. For now, you can put down the hand. I'm going to call you shortly. But that is me, pastor. Pray with me. Put up that hand over your head. And we're going to pray. They're going to slip a card in your hand. Once you have the card. I made up my mind. To go God's way the rest of my life. That is me, Pastor. Pull up the hand now. Over your head. God bless you right there. God bless you. God bless you. Keep the hands up. God bless you. Another hand right there. God bless you. That is me. God bless you right there, my sister. That is me. God bless you. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to join these people that are going to... Ex- God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. I want to join these people. If you are in the overflow, raise your hand. Raise your hand in all our locations. Raise your hand in Cape Town, in Calabar. Raise your hand in Nikeja. Raise your hand in Canada. Raise your hand. 
surrender to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. Pull up that hand. I made card, I want you to get up from your seat and come forward to God's altar and we're going to pray together. The ushers, let's help them. Let's encourage them. I know it can be a challenging step to take. But get up, get up, get up. Let's clap for them. The rest of us, let's celebrate these people. Let's celebrate them. Heaven is celebrating you. Get up from your seat. From that corner, get up. Get up, my sister. Get up. Get up. Get up, my brother. Get up. Get up and come. The neighbors are going to make a way for you. Just come. We are waiting. God is waiting. Keep coming. Keep coming. From the overflow, keep coming. Keep coming. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. Don't sit down there. Get up and come. Get up. Get up. Get up. We are waiting. God is waiting for you. God is waiting for you. God is waiting for you. Let's keep clapping, let's keep clapping. Let's celebrate this amazing people. God is going to change their lives totally, totally. For his glory, for his glory, for his glory. Keep coming from the overflow, keep coming. Keep coming, keep coming. If you are sitting down there, you know you need to be up front. Why don't you get up? Get up. They are saying, Pastor, I don't have a car. It's okay. Just get up. Get up and come. Get up and come. Get up and come. Today is your day of glorious transformation. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. That takes courage. That takes courage. God bless you, sir. It takes courage. Get up. Get up and come. Get up. Get up. Get up. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. It takes courage to do that. Get up. Get up and join these people. God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. Get up and come. Get up. That is me. Can I still join them? God bless you. Get up. God bless you, sir. God bless you. It takes courage. Another courageous man. Get up and come. That is me. God bless you. We are waiting for you. We are waiting for you. Courage requires you to stand. It takes courage. God bless you, my brother. That is courageous. That is courageous. God bless you, sir. Another person. That is courageous. That is courageous. God bless you. Get up and come. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. God bless you. God bless you. That takes courage. Another person. Get up and come. It takes courage. My sister, what are you waiting for? Get up. Get up. It takes courage. Receive the courage to get up. God bless you, my sister. God bless you. It takes courage to do that. God bless you. It takes courage, my sister. God bless you, my sister. It takes courage. God bless you, my sister. It takes courage. Get up. God bless you, my sister. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's you we have been waiting for. God bless you. It takes courage to do that. It takes courage to do that. It takes courage to do that. From the overflow, you can still come. You can still come. Oh, yeah.
Let's pray for these wonderful people in front here. If you are in front, why don't you talk to God and say to him, I have come to you. I have not come to any man. I have come to give my life to you. I have come to surrender to you. I have come to trade my ashes. I have brought my ashes, Lord. I have brought my ashes, Lord. I'm laying them down. I'm laying my ashes down. If you are in front, talk to God. I'm laying my ashes down. I'm laying it down. I'm laying it down for you, Jesus. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my life to you, Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Father, we ask that you receive these ones according to your word. Change these lives totally. And let your name and your name alone be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Lord. Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's pray together for the Lord. Um, for those of us in front, congratulations. I know it may feel awkward, but it's okay. You are in a good place. You have taken the best decision of your life. You are going to look back at today and you're going to say, Beauty for ashes. In the name of Jesus. Um, so I need to take your details, your name phone number, your prayer request. And by the grace of God, from midnight today, I'll be praying for you by name. While you are sleeping, someone is praying for you. That's not a good, good deal. It's a good deal, isn't it? I, I mean, so let's, um, <coughs> let's, to do that, to get those details, um, um, please go with the ushers over there. Let's pray together for the Lord. Amazing. Let's pray together for the Lord Jesus. God bless you, God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, God bless you. Hey!